grew up in Chicago and I end up being date raped, gang raped, even kidnapped at knife point at five months pregnant. My mother said I was a pretty naive, sweet girl, but pretty soon I got hard-hearted and I started making a lot of wrong choices. And let me tell you, the testimonies I've heard of people that I've interviewed many, many times, it's kind of like the same scenario. It's the same devil. May not be the exact same things. Uh, you know, I was a stripper and a prostitute, but maybe somebody else wasn't, but maybe somebody else went through some hurtful things and started making bad decisions. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. A pleasure to have you join us, friend, on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. We're coming to you from the National Religious Broadcasters 2020 in Nashville, Tennessee, an annual event that takes place, and Bot Radio Network has the privilege of being a longtime member of the NRB, and it is an association of broadcasters coming together with one mind, one purpose, broadcasts the gospel of Jesus Christ through TV, radio, print, social media, these different minds are coming together, networking, being encouraged by some great teaching, and the experience at NRB is just incredible, and we're always thankful for the opportunity to come. And when you come, you get to meet friends. Sometimes uh, you want to get to see these friends when you come back the next year, and you build these really wonderful, sweet fellowship here at the NRB. I've got a lady that I introduced you to. It's been a couple of years ago. We met at the NRB. Candy Rose. Candy is from Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's our neck of the woods, close to Memphis. Actually, it's one of my favorite places to go vacation because you get away to a really tranquil, nice place, and you don't have to drive. You don't have to get stressed out to go to Hot Springs. You know, it's just about a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour drive. And you're in peace and tranquility and the beautiful mountains and the lakes. Oh, I can go on and on. But we're here to talk right now to Miss Candy Rose, who's been gracious to work her schedule out to be on the program. Candy, it is so good to see you, sister. Oh, thank you, Byron. Bless you. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> you've been on the goal since you've been here, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been filming, too, for the show. <laughs> yeah, I want you to talk about that because you actually host your own television show yes. that airs on some of the networks. Yes, it's called Addiction. Free, and I interview people that have been set free from all kinds of addictions. And at the end of the show, I always ask the viewers if they would like that new life in Christ. What are people saying? Are people wanting to be set free? Yes. Yeah. You. The thing is, I think they need some encouragement. And I think testimony, I not think, I know testimonies bring hope when they hear that somebody else has done it. Because some people think that they've what they've done, a sinful life that Jesus would never forgive them or that that their addiction is just too strong because they feel it in, in their heart and their lives that because they've tried to quit many times and couldn't. I mean, I was that way. I didn't think I could quit. Matter of fact, I wasn't even really wanting to quit until I was put in a crisis. But but Jesus brings hope through these testimonies. I heard somebody say recently, I love this, that Jesus took them rock bottom to show them that Christ was the rock at the bottom. Oh, I like that. Yes. And sometimes, you know, you have to get to that place where you're looking up, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of times, most of the people I interviewed, they've been in a crisis. A lot of them got saved when they were in jail, maybe even in the hospital. You know, different things that have happened in their life, and then they and they needed peace. They needed comfort, and uh, maybe there was somebody in their life that influenced them. For me, I, I reflected on my mother's life, and so and she had peace. And for me, I needed peace the day I got saved. So, you know, uh, when we are, as you say, at our bottom, my pastor says, when God is all you ha- have, 
well, then you'll realize God is all you need. Yes. Well, going back to that testimony again of your mom having that consistent peace that you saw yes. in the middle of great turmoil. Yes. And again, as you mentioned, you weren't really seeking peace. No. You were going your own way, doing your own thing. Yes. Yes. I, I could care less about being a straight up Christian. I wasn't even raised in church. So, I mean, I didn't even know what that other life looked like until my mother got saved. And then I seen Christ in her, but she only got saved about a year before. And you told your story. The story of your addiction was obviously drugs. Yes, so sexual se- addiction. Sex trafficking. No, I wasn't. In se- I was a prostitute and a stripper right. and had a stripping business. And I was so addicted to pornography. Oh, and lust, perversion. Oh, man. Actually, I was the most evil of my life, Byron, when I gave my life to the Lord. My mother led me to the Lord over the telephone. Praise God. Oh, praise God for that. (laughs) When you talk about an addiction like pornography, usually you're talking to men. Yes. But this is an issue that women face also. Oh, yeah. Here's what happens. If you open yourself up, for me... How how I really feel that that happened for me. Well, first of all, years ago when I was about 18, I worked in some uh, dancing clubs, go-go dancing clubs, okay, and it, did that for a few years. And, of course, I mean, there's stuff going on in there. But when I was in my 20s and married, I started reading these um, romance novels that had a little bit of explicit stuff in it of sexual, you know, fornication, adultery. Then I wanted to read books that had a little bit more details on that. Then before you know it, I am looking at magazines, and I'm now wanting... See, it's progressive. Just like alcohol or drugs, you open yourself up to that sexual realm and that pornography, you're going to want to feed that more and more. It's it, it won't be satisfying. You'll want... Well, drugs, you want a better high. You keep looking for that better yeah. high. Uh, with pornography, you will advance more and more to more perversion. And then when the devil puts an opportunity for you to act out what you've been looking at and what you've been fantasizing about and the devil brings an opportunity, oh, boy, there you go. So it's like this monster that has to be fed. Yes. And it keeps getting bigger and yes, bigger. Yes, it does. And finally, it's not just you being able to enjoy a high or different level. It's like taking total control. Yes. You're not able to make decisions, really sound decisions. That's right. That's why the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that is through the Word of God. But until you know God and you have the Spirit in you to help you, this is a spiritual battle, and the enemy of your soul is lying to your mind and telling you this is where you're going to find fulfillment, peace, happiness, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or, or sexual relationships or whatever. The more you do, the more you want. Yeah. Candy, I think one of the issues, too, we seem to ignore the spiritual side of our lives. Yes. Because everything has to be tangible if I can taste, touch, and feel. But there's another world. Yeah, there is. That, that we're called up in. And the, and the Bible says in Ephesians that you are dead in your trespasses and sins. You're really not even alive. It's like... A, That's you're, right. You're you know, not. Yeah. Yeah, you're like a walking dead person. Right. That's why we need to be resurrected by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Jesus did when he came out of the grave, right? That's right. That's right. 
the new life in Christ is awesome. It's yeah, doesn't mean all your problems will go away, and it doesn't, as you know, Byron. We still have problems, disasters, and things like that will come in crisis. But when we have Christ in our life, the Holy Spirit speaks to us and 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 reminds us who we are and yeah. who He is. Yes. Okay. Since the last time we talked, it's been what two two three, years two years ago. Because last year NRB was in Los California, yeah. well, and I didn't, I didn't go. I didn't make that one. But I I met you here first time yeah. the year before that. We were actually, I think, in a fellowship with Love We're Finding Ministries. Yes. You remember that? Because I have a TV show on VTN, and VTN was giving them an award. That's right, Byron. <laughs> That's where it was actually at. <laughs> That's where it was at. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. So let's just kind of bring people up to date in the ministry. We talked about what you do and, and sharing the story of people who have been transformed out of their addictive lifestyles, whether it be alcohol, drugs, pornography, and, and there's other addictions, too, that we get called up in, you know. Give us an update. Where is the ministry at today? Okay, well, when I seen you last time, I think I had just got on Uplift TV, and that was a national network. I've been now, I just renewed my contract with VTN. That's in Arkansas. It covers a million homes, Dish Direct, and I think 200 cable companies. And two and a half years ago, though, I got on Uplift TV, which was a national network on Direct TV. That was awesome. I was getting calls and emails from other states. They were looking for help, looking for faith-based recovery. Because at the end of my show, I always have these little 30-second promos, like from Teen Challenge and Harbor Home and and the Father's House on there. You're trying to point people to those places. Yes, because Jesus is the answer. They need to get in the faith-based one that lifts up (laughs) Jesus. That's right. I think you and I have talked about this in the past when people go through addiction and they might try, whether it be uh, Drug Anonymous or, you know, these Alcohol Anonymous, you know, these type of programs— I don't want to speak bad of them because they can't yeah, be used to, 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 help, yeah. to help people sometimes. Yeah. But I've met people that have just cycled and recycled and cycled again through these programs. And they started an addiction when they were in their 20s. And they're in their 50s or 60s now. And there's been no life change because Jesus wasn't a part of that. Right. See, Jesus is the only higher power. Now, I went to a government-run treatment center before I became a Christian years ago. A couple things good. First of all, I was agnostic. I wasn't even sure there was was a God. Like I said, I wasn't raised in church. Didn't even know John 3.16 when I got saved. When I went there, they gave me the big book. And when reading that, it talks about God. But of course, it's God as you understand him. So God could be, you know, anything. But it Whatever talk you make about him out it. to be. But I had been to church a few times, not raised in it, but a few times. My then thinking was that God is Jesus even though it didn't say in there. But it opened up my heart to the possibilities there is a God. There is a higher power. Yeah. Did you ever go to Sunday school when you were a little girl? No, not really. Only a couple times. No, we didn't go to church. But mom always prayed, though. Mom believed in God, but she was not born again. Yeah. She was a sweet person. But it was through her actually becoming born again. Yes, that influenced my life. And you saw the change in her. Yes. I see. Here's the change. I always thought she was a good person, but here's one thing. When they started going to church and they got born again, they got married. They lived together 17 years before they got married. But when they start going to church, they went to church a, few, a while, actually, yeah. before, but they started getting convicted <laughs> that, that they need to get their life right. <laughs> Praise God, they did. I said, Mom, do you realize if you had never gotten married, 
I probably never would have got saved. You know, that's the way the world looks wow. at us. If we're doing the same thing everybody else and they're doing whatever. But I see, first of all, you know, they Candy, seen the need. Oh, Candy, I love this because I think so often we think as followers of Christ that maybe we can fudge a little bit here. We can compromise mm, a little no. bit here, you know. I, I'm not as bad as some people. I'm not talking about effort in ourselves and, and trying to be holy in ourselves because we can't be. No, not in ourselves. No, right. not exactly. <laughs> but we don't realize the eyes that are watching us. Yeah, I know. And it's not us. We, it's got to be Jesus. Yes. But still, we've got to make decisions that reflect the fact that we are followers of Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. And because they are watching us, it is important that we're walking the walk. And here's the thing about Mama. When I needed peace, because I thought I was going to lose my kids, I had that stripping business. Now, were your kids taken away from you? Almost. And that was the point now where I was put at my bottom. I was at now at my rock bottom, and I was needing peace because I thought if this was going to happen, I can't deal with this. Yeah. I need peace of mind because I was so tormented and in I, my mind. How many children and how old were your kids at I that time? I had four. Two were with my mother and two were with my ex-husband. Okay. But my ex-husband was going to give two of those back to me. And the way it worked out, I was not ready to take them because I didn't actually have a home to bring them to right then because I was so busy building my so-called empire, Candy Rose Productions, the stripping business, that I had invested what money I had into advertising. I was I advertised my stripping business on television, radio. I had a billboard, huge, big billboard. So when I thought I was going to lose them, that's when I needed peace. Yeah. See, it's important what we do, our lifestyle, but it's important how we react in situations. People are looking, how are you handling that? How are you handling that death? How are you handling that pain? And when they see that, yes, we may get into a little sadness at first, but, but when we rise up from there, from the Holy Spirit comforting us and revealing himself to us, it pulls us up out of that, and it brings yes. hope back. Yes. And so Mama had osteoporosis, rheumatoid arthritis, and fibromyalgia, and in horrible pain. I'd see her wince, just sit there be talking to her, and she'd wince, you know, kind of squint her eyes, and I'd say, Mama, you all right? And she'd squint just a minute, and then she'd pet me, and she'd say, it's okay, honey. It's all right. The devil could not take her joy and her peace. And you see, I seen that in Mama. (laughs) I needed that, so I called Mama, and Mama let me the Lord. (laughs) I mean, the fact that when you walk through some deep valleys and know that you're not walking those valleys by yourself, that you have a Savior that is walking with you right there. And Mama knew that. Yes. See, Mama knew through her horrible pain. I mean, fibromyalgia, I mean, that is some of the most painful nerve pain that you can have. So she had nerve, muscle, and bone. The cartilage was starting to be worn out of her knees. So when you got bone against bone rubbing, that's very painful. I'm telling you, it was hard to get my mother down. That devil, I'm sure. (laughs) I said, Mom, do you ever get self-pity? Yeah, once in a while, honey. But then all of a sudden, God will remind me of somebody worse off than me, and I start praying for him. Oh, my. Well, I don't know if we asked this question before, Candy, when we were together. What part did your dad have in your life? Did you have a relationship with your dad? Here's how I end up, even in addictions, is because my real father started molesting me when I was about 3 to 11. Byron, I've interviewed so many people, even men that's been molested. A lot of the devil starts messing with us when we're younger. Sexual abuse, beatings, verbal abuse just beating them down with their words. You know, and that's very hurtful 
all that stuff. And then it, and then it brings about bitterness, too. And then before you know it, you're making wrong choices. I grew up in Chicago, and I end up being date rape, gang rape, even kidnapped at knife point at five months pregnant. My mother said I was a pretty naive, sweet girl. But pretty soon, I got hard-hearted. And I started making a lot of wrong choices. And let me tell you, the testimonies I've heard of people that I've interviewed many, many times, it's kind of like the same scenario. It's the same devil. may not be the exact same things. Uh, You know, I was a stripper and a prostitute, but maybe somebody else wasn't, but maybe somebody else went through some hurtful things and started making bad decisions. Wow. Maybe somebody was raised in a church and went to church every Sunday, but never trusted Christ, never has been born again. Yes, yes. And they think because they had this religious experience that That's they're it. right with God. Yes. But they're maybe addicted to their tradition and they need to come alive in Christ, right? Amen. <laughs> you know, after I got saved, I had people say, yeah, Candy, you needed Jesus. I said, well, from what I've been reading in my Bible, because I started reading that Bible like crazy. I said, it says, all have sinned and fall short. And yes. Byron, I've interviewed a lot of people that were raised in church, even pastors' children that got into addictions. All it takes is experimenting even sometimes. It doesn't have to... C- come from a hurt background, from a bad family, you know, uh, because some of them had good families. But say a peer pressure, somebody offered them something. And, and, you know, for instance, I love chocolate. You give me a piece of chocolate, I'm going to want another piece of chocolate. (laughs) You can only eat one one laced potato chip, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, it's that, it's like the pleasure factor. If something felt good, that you that you tried and it comes and the devil will put it back in your path again you may find yourself doing it again before you know it you have a pattern of addiction i was just thinking candy what god has given us this gift of our heart we are supposed to put a guard over our heart yes you know and that's something we have to guard and yes. i mean the enemy as the scripture says is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, going to and fro, seeking who he may devour. Yes. And sometimes we can think, well, hey, things aren't too bad, but it's during that subtlety, Mm -hmm. just a little bit of temptation or something comes in and moves us in another direction. A little compromise will bring about a big fall. You know, when you say guard, God showed me, I used to watch soap operas, and as soon as I got saved... I mean, my eyes were open like that old song. I once was blind, but now I see. And the Bible says the God of this world has blinded our eyes. Okay, so when the scales were removed and I got saved that night, I'm telling you, my, my thinking even about myself and everything else, it just did a big turnaround. And I remember turning on the soap opera the next day, and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, they're in bed. I don't want to watch yeah. <laughs> that. And I thrived on that stuff before. Now it's like, oh, that is disgusting. I don't want to watch that. And I used to dress so nasty. Now I'm like, I'm wanting to wear these clothes that everything are covered up, man. You know? <laughs> well, you know, the word again goes back to Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Yes. Old things have passed. Yes. Praise new God. New things have come. Yes. And we experience the new things, you know. And as you mentioned in the mind because our minds have to be renewed and and, and so that's part of that transformation, right? Yes, and it's part of of keeping yourself, once you become saved and you give your life to Christ you need to feed yourself the Word of God every day, you need to uh, pray, but also here's another thing that I'm very careful of, I'm careful what I watch on 
on TV, the movies, the TV shows. I'm careful what I read, what I put into my eyes, my ears, even the music, because there's an underlying from the enemy that will try to pull us back into addiction or make us think we're missing something. There's an old computer programming rule, garbage in, garbage out. That's right. That's true. So by doing that, that helps guard guard me. i got 30 years now clean time. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. And I'm not patting myself on the no. back. I know it's nothing but the Lord. It, it, it's totally. And I love my life. Amen. <laughs> it's, oh, that's such a good word. Okay, so you're based out of Hot Springs. Is that right? Yes. That's, that's where home is. Your yes. church ministry is there. Yes. But you travel. Yes. Oh, and Byron, anybody listening that's a pastor, I'm an evangelist, and uh, I like going to churches, preach. I always give an altar call for people to come forward to not only be saved and rededicated, but, but also if help them find forgiveness, you know, because a lot of us have been hurt, even people that's been in the church for a while. So sometimes I'll have them come up and pray to help them to forgive someone. Yeah. Uh, and then what I do is I set up my camera equipment, if they want, in the church, and I'll interview the pastor for a couple minutes and now if he's got addiction free testimony I'll interview him a little bit longer and if he doesn't I'll interview him for a couple minutes tell him about how him and his church love the people that are and how welcome they would be to come there and then when I edit the show I put their church website on there so everybody knows hey this is a church that loves hurting people and then I have the pastor bring people in his church that's been set free maybe uh, anywhere from three to five people and then they could do three to five minute testimonies each and at the end i give the salvation invitation oh, what a wonderful yeah week. and it's it's everybody gets to brag on jesus it brings more laborers into the harvest field uh the people that testify if they want a contact number i put that on there then people can contact them then they can go on and be using the ministry further the pastor it brings recognition to their church so it's just like we have more of a chance to get in the mission bill oh i love this well it's funny a couple of weeks ago i guess it was now two or three weeks ago you you called me and we were talking about the nrb you were asking me was i going to be here yeah. and we also got to talking about podcasting oh yeah and you were looking at trying yes. to get your your video audio portion onto yes. a audio format so it could be distributed make it more available for people and i yes. think that's happened right yeah because of you byron <laughs> <laughs> he, he told me that he had a podcast and it's like oh wow i was been wanting to have a podcast and yeah. then you told me gave me instructions how to do it well, and it was i like, took the audio off it was I, like the next day you did it <laughs> yeah i know and then, and then i tagged him or how you call that became a follower of yeah. his on there <laughs> i love that <laughs> So it, it just started within, what, a week or two ago? Oh, I, I just started. I made my first one. I'll have to put another show on there now. And, and then so, I'll have to get it on those other uh, sources. So if folks want to know more about Candy Rose, the ministry, is there a website, Facebook page? Yes, what should they do? Yes, addictionfreetv.com. Addictionfreetv.com. They can yeah. find an email. They can find my bio. They can find uh, also, there's, oh, let me put this out there. I made a website also specifically for people looking for faith-based resources, recovery homes, and support groups. And it's called addictionfaithprograms.com. I made a little commercial for it even okay. that I throw on my TV show. Now, some of these programs, have they been vetted? You know that they're good programs? Yes. matter of fact, there are little videos on there. And I have personally made those little videos of the founder or their director telling what their program, their recovery home, is all about how long a program it is, the information, how to get hold of them. 
there's a home, and I actually went there and did a interview several years ago, and it's right outside of Jonesboro. It's for women that have suffered from uh, addictions. It's an incredible ministry there. I'm trying to think. I didn't know if you knew about it. I it's, probably don't. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. But so let's put this out there. Hey, yeah, I'm going to have to get you yeah. the information on that one. But it's outside okay. of Jonesboro. Okay. And I actually took the gear here, and we did a show with the director. Oh. And, and talked to some of the ladies in the awesome. program. Yeah. But you're seeing this happen not only in Arkansas, but all across Yes, I travel out of state. I take my camera equipment with me and go out of state and make these TV shows. I go to places like Teen Challenge and Harbor Home and other recovery homes, interview the uh, founders and the staff, students even, and to get testimonies. And it brings exposure to these recovery homes. Then I ask them if they want to be on that website so more people can find them. we got to wrap up our show here, but why don't you speak a moment to maybe a mom, maybe a parent or someone who has a child like you were. Yes. And they see their child or that loved one going down that wrong direction. Oh, yeah. They're stuck in that addiction. Maybe they've come close to dying. And and there's things that have happened that they're so fearful for, that loved one. Yes. What encouragement can you give them? Well, I sure can give them some. Because maybe that loved one doesn't even have a desire like you didn't have a desire. I didn't. So what can you do? Okay, well, here's what my mother did. My mother showed me unconditional love, Byron. She didn't say, Candy, you dirty stripper and a prostitute, don't you come back to my house again. No, Mama just loved me. She showed me. And she'd say, Candy, you know how much I love you? And I knew Mama loved me. I said, yes, Mom. She said, well, Jesus loves you even more. And I said, well, that's hard to believe, Mom, anybody loving me more than you. And then she was intercessor prayer. She prayed for me. And, you know, you can't change anybody, but you sure pray for them. And you can walk the walk before them. That's real important. Love and walking the walk and prayer. (laughs) I've even wrote a book called Loved Ones Become Addiction Free. It's several testimonies of parents and spouses that prayed for their loved ones and, and how they end up seeing them free. And that's that book and my testimony. And I've written five books on Amazon. Also, you can go to the website. You can find it on that website. AddictionFreeTV.com. Yep. Yeah. AddictionFreeTV.com and get the book and all the other resources. Yeah. And don't give up. God's got plans for them. I believe with my whole heart. I stand on the word. Our whole household will be saved. (laughs) (laughs) Candy, this has been so great. I'm always thankful that we have this opportunity. Matter of fact, I was in Hot Springs, called you up, and was hoping that we could connect. I wanted you to meet my wife, and my son was with me. Didn't get that opportunity, but next time I'm in Hot Springs, I'll give you another call. Call me, and we'll meet the family, and I I I love to meet your family. Because you're on the go all the time. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's what happened last time. I think I was in Little Rock, and you was in Hot Springs. (laughs) That's right. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Well, this has been great. God bless you, my dear sister. Thank you. Thank you for what you you do for Christ's kingdom. Thank you. And you too, Byron. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Always a pleasure to have you stop by. Again, we are coming to you from the NRB National Religious Broadcasters Convention 2020 here in Nashville. And that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 